Welcome to the Introverted Black Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Shalia Williams. If you're looking to connect with fellow introverts or you're a person looking to understand a little more about introverts, this is the podcast for you. So we discuss all topics involving introverts, parenthood, relationships, black issues, and so much more. So thank you for joining. So on today's episode, we have a special guest, Andre Mitchell, on with us. So Andre and I discuss food deserts and the need for healthy and affordable options in minority populated areas. So stay tuned and let's get into it. All right, y'all. So today I have with me a super special guest. I say that about everybody, but all my guests are special to me. And anyway, I have here with me Andre Mitchell. What's up, Dre? What's up, what's up? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. I'm definitely happy to have you on. Um, we know we're about to get into the topic. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, vegetarianism and healthy eating habits and all that yeah. has to do with the black community. But in the meantime, let's do a quick little this or that so the audience will kind of get to know you. Okay, cool. okay. I'm there. All right, let me see. Let's see. What do you prefer? Are you macaroni salad or potato salad? Ooh, I'm gonna have to go with macaroni salad. I'm gonna lean more towards the macaroni. More? Why is that? Is that the safer choice that you can't really mess it up? No, I feel like you can mess both up for real, for real. Yeah. But I, I like, I like tuna fish too. So I feel like if I'm not going like the potato salad, I feel like the tuna fish might save the tuna salad. I agree. I'm with you. I am. I am macaroni salad over potato salad. All right. Let me see. One more. Are you now this one was hard for me, but we'll see. Are you a salt and vinegar chip or sour cream and onion? Oh, sour cream and onion all day. It is crazy. (laughs) The first time I ever had salt and vinegar chips was from your mom, actually. (laughs) Waiting for the bus. And we had chips, and I wanted some of her chips. Uh-huh. And she was like, "You ain't gonna like these chips." And sure enough, she was right. Those salt vinegar <laughs> chips, and I, I remember that taste of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and and see, there you have it. That's why I'm biased. I guess salt and vinegar chips were like forced on me from childhood. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know which way to go with that one. But I think I might go with salt and vinegar chips. I'm gonna go with the nasty chips. That I like. You gotta have a strong pilot that eat them chips right there. <laughs> You're right about that. All right, so since we talked a little bit about food, let's keep going. So by the time we're hearing this episode of the podcast, we are a few days out from uh, World Vegetarian Day. World Vegetarian Day was on October 1st, so we're a few days after that. But I thought it was still a good time to uh, have this conversation. So. I know that recently I've changed my eating habits. I don't have a title yet. I don't know. I'm like, I'm fake. I don't know if I'm flexitarian, pescatarian, <laughs> vegetarian. But right. I know the last day I ate meat was August 14th. And I've had, um, so far, pretty good results. I was able to lose about 8 to 10 pounds or something. I'm you. I'm okay. mostly eating veggies, um, other vegan food. And I eat fish or seafood from time to time. But... I want to talk to you because you started your uh, kind of healthy eating journey before I have. So when did yours start? Um, my healthy eating journey probably started back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about 2018, 2019, started a year. 
uh, I cut out beef and pork out of my diet. So okay. the first step, yeah, the first step was the beef and pork. It was um, it was definitely hard, but yeah, it was definitely um, a good challenge for me as well. Nice internal challenge, nice little mental challenge as well too. Something for you to focus down and just give yourself a goal. Let me go a week without eating a, a burger, or let me go a week mm-hmm. without eating some bacon on on my burger <laughs> at least. Right, right, yeah. So you, so yeah. that was. So you cut out, you said beef and pork, and you said that was the first step. So did you have like next steps or other goals you added into it after that? Oh yes, definitely. The first step was the beef and pork in 2018. And then um, just recently this year in February, I cut out chicken, turkey, all kind of other uh, meat products besides seafood. I still eat seafood, but any kind of like beef, turkey, pork, chicken, no more. Okay, so let's, all right, to back up, like, what made you, in 2018, around that time, what made you just say no beef or pork? Like, what was it? Uh, If I could be completely honest, it was definitely a female. If I could be completely honest, you know what I'm saying? Okay. She definitely put me on the right kick, was definitely trying to get me to eat better, but then I also needed, um... Needed to do better for myself as well. I needed to eat cleaner. I needed to uh, just start taking care of my body and just start eating differently. Got you. So, from the time where you made that change, like, what kinds of positive things are you saying? Like, while you think of that, I'll, I'll name some stuff that mm-hmm. just in my short time. What I noticed was I have been in this struggle. I've always been in the struggle with my skin, with like getting dark marks or acne scars, but. Um, with us wearing masks more recently, it's been, I got like this masky thing, but I noticed that since I stopped, cut out the meat, it was within a few days where I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not getting as many like pimples and things that I was getting before. So skin for me has been better. Um, like I said, I lost some weight that I, I was happy about that because after having a baby, it just seemed like it just stuck with me and I tried different things. None of it seemed to work as well as this. And I'm like less bloated i don't feel like it's heavy if that makes sense yes. so the scale yeah. numbers are down and then i don't feel as heavy anymore either so what was what was yours like yeah mine was mine was similar i could definitely agree to like you saying like the bloatedness and then feeling like heavy and stuff mm-hmm. a big thing for me was the uh the mucus a lot of uh mucus Ooh. i can feel it in my body and then just feeling uh sluggish as well yeah. like, i definitely when i cut out the beef and pork immediately i could tell a difference in the, uh the sluggishness and stuff like that but the chicken and the turkey once i stopped eating that i can see a, a big difference in the uh, amount of mucus in my body that, that oh, it was producing yeah that's interesting i didn't even think about that now i'm sitting here thinking about my mucus <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute okay so with all this talk and another thing like i always forget i introduced my guest but i failed to mention that he's my cousin <laughs> so when he mentioned earlier about having chips from my mom that's why we're relatives so <laughs> um when we when um world vegetarian day came around and then i recently learned about your uh change with how you were eating and we were kind of on similar paths it made me just start thinking about what us and our family, other black families as a whole, just how we eat. And that got me thinking about like food deserts and, and food insecurity and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So, um, I, 
you know what let's start here how about i read the definition of food desert in case it's listeners who haven't heard of it or need a quick reminder of what a food desert is so i'm gonna start there so this definition is according to the cdc so it's basically areas that lack access to like affordable fruits and vegetables like low-fat milk and other things that kind of fill up the healthy diet so I know for us, we are, we live in the city. We from Philly. We lived in the same area for a lot of our lives. And it got me thinking about the corner stores and different markets and all that jazz. It got me thinking mm-hmm. about like, oh, you know what? Let me back up. Cause I'm saying food desert, but you know, what's funny when I first heard of food desert, I didn't think of it as like necessarily unhealthy food. It just made me think of like, oh, it's the place it made me think of like um a rural area where maybe you don't have any food close to you or something i didn't think of it as being unhealthy food i mean as healthy food because i'm like uh the city and definitely urban area quote-unquote urban areas we got food it's just unhealthy (laughs) right like it's access to a lot of different foods like you said it's just not healthy food options it's just literally a desert area where you said lack of healthy resources health lack of healthy foods that give us nourishments and stuff and vitamins and minerals that we need in our body to not only live healthy lives but to live uh, a life that you can actually provide for you and your family as well yo you you are so right about that because it made me think about when you said providing a healthy uh, life for your family I'm thinking about it Broad Street. We know that Broad Street is, a, you know, a famous street in Philly. If you mm-hmm. go on Broad Street, it is hard. It's impossible to not stumble into somebody's fast food restaurant. <laughs> you want to see right. a McDonald's, a, a Burger King, whatever you want to name, you got it there. Now, yeah. it's way harder to, to access something that's selling like organic foods. I think that in recent years, there has been a change, but... I think it's still an overwhelming amount of you're going to see some liquor stores. You're going to see fast food places. It's not really anything that's going to provide real nutrients for us. Yeah, especially growing up, like when we grew up around that area, like you said, the Broad Street area, like that Broad Street to be more. I could just uh, remember coming up to like staying over uh, your guys' house growing up. You always walk up to Broad Street or something like that. And like you said, I remember, matter of fact, good example, when they first built that Wendy's right there on Broad Street, when they added it to the Temple Campus and stuff like that, that yeah. was like a big, that was a big thing. Like, we will always walk to that I Wendy's. I forgot about that, yep. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if that was like a, a produce stand or something like that, or like a smoothie stand or something like that, where you can get like good, fresh fruit or fresh options for your body and stuff like that instead of uh, a four for four meal <laughs> yeah ex- and that's so true and I think about it even um when I think about working in schools and I would see a lot of the students come in and their breakfast would be from the local corner store but it would be chips mm-hmm. sugar filled mm-hmm. juices and I was guilty of it from time to time when I was younger because I would go <coughs> to the corner store whenever I had money so it was not like yeah. I did anything different we but, all would what's that I said we all would go to the corner store yeah exactly and speaking of corner stores alright let me tell you something else I was so hyped that I found out about so 
talking about food deserts and basically like we were saying it's a place where it's not much access to healthy and affordable foods keyword and affordable so <laughs> that would mean that a lot of like you know full service markets like your acme shop rights whatever you have like the traditional full service markets that have a variety of foods but this is the kicker for years i wondered i'm like I would see different, I would watch different news stories or documentaries and either I didn't pay enough attention or I wasn't watching the right one. I kept wondering to myself, if they know that in a lot of areas, if that's known that there are so-called food deserts and maybe somebody doesn't have access to a car or is more than a mile away or is on a quick walk, why, why isn't more being done to put these markets into these neighborhoods? Come to find out. That do you know that corner stores count as markets? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why they. Now I didn't know that either. But now that you say that, obviously thinking of all the names, they all grocery store. That's why I say grocery stores in the name. <laughs> yes, it'll say. I'm. I, I was doing research and I literally found a picture and it's a store. It's a sign outside the store and it says liquors at the top and it says groceries. But not only is the word grocery in it, it is, oh my goodness, this is a long, a long word. The, um, it's the U.S. government is the North American Industry Classification System. So basically, they, this is the standard that the federal government agencies use to classify businesses. So... The certain code that the small grocery stores fall under, they lump them together as supermarkets. So if it's if somebody got a Whole Foods somewhere and then you got um, something called whatever or liquor grocery or whatever close one, it's the equivalent under, in, under that government code as having a fresh grocer. So I was like, no wonder. I couldn't figure this out. I'm like, why is it still reports? But yet... It seems like nothing is being done, but that's because that regular rundown, new, whatever you want to call it, small little corner store with overpriced stuff counts as our grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And that makes perfect sense. You know what else makes perfect sense? Why they classify it like federally or government through the government as grocery stores. You wow. can go there with your with your WIC checks and stuff. A lot of people will go there oh, and pay yeah. with their WIC checks and get the the, 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 the cereal, the eggs, the bread, oh, the milk, it's the babies. Yep. That is very true. And you know what? As we're talking, one thing I do want to point up, I want to make this clear for everybody listening. This um, episode isn't necessarily us trying to convince you to uh, become a vegetarian, pescatarian, vegan. The point of it is for us more about balance and having options. So the same way Mm -hmm. neighborhoods have so many options of the unhealthy foods, we're simply saying we would like some options of healthy food so i just want to be clear with that very very true another thing the other day i took my toddler to the park and our favorite thing to do we pack a snack before we go our snack is usually bottled water we have our orange and we have like trail mix or like cashews or something that's one of our favorite things to have and this time mommy forgot to pack it so i'm like (laughs) all right i don't want to go all the way home to get it let me just try to go to a corner store just to see if we could get it, nothing. Nope. Not uh, and you know what? I took a video of it. I took a quick video <laughs> of one of the stores. 
and they had barely anything and it was some eggs it was some old looking meat but it wasn't not one vegetable not one fruit in the store for us to even get anything so that was just disappointing because I'm like if this counts as a grocery store let me be able to get my stuff right yes let me get be able to access everything that a regular grocery store classified exactly but you know what speaking of these grocery stores it made me think also about and which I feel like is plenty of cities across the US is dealing with this as well that that long word gentrification mm-hmm. meaning that now gentrification is a whole other show whole other topic episode and all that <laughs> but what I noticed is that when neighborhoods get gentrified, a lot of times I can see where there is a new uh, like neighborhood garden. Not to say that there isn't always one before, but then there comes like an acne or there comes a real full service supermarket where I can recall parent, my parents specifically or other neighbors going to like community town hall meetings and they would vote and put their input on things like affordable grocery stores and nothing happened but then it seemed like they magically appear after the neighborhoods are gentrified and i'm just like that bothers me too why is it when neighborhoods are made up of mostly minorities that is like give them a liquor store give them a fast food there you have it yeah it's it's crazy that they even for that to even be a thing like you said when our parents and stuff would go and do the same thing go to these town hall meetings because our parents would go a lot of people think that oh they just don't care about their neighborhoods and they don't mm-hmm. stuff me i remember our parents and your parents being very very involved in the neighborhoods and very very involved in what we wanted in the area when we grew up right. it just seems like we had to fight a lot harder to get those things and then like you said now come full term in a full circle a couple of years later especially in the neighborhood where you where you currently live at the neighborhood where you grew up at you can see it changing mm-hmm. completely right in front of your eyes so it's just like kind of like a smack in the face like damn like we, yeah we, it we, does we it feels bittersweet where it's like oh great we have you know such and such resource or whatever and then i'm like well wait a minute how come we didn't get this last year or i'm once I was old enough to vote, I'm like, all right, for the local elections, I'm reading the prompts where you vote, okay, do you want this to happen, yes or no? And I'm like, why is it that when I did this before, it didn't seem like it mattered much? Now, all of a sudden, we got a huge budget and we can do whatever. Good. The point is, I'm glad it's being done. I just wish it could be done sooner. I want to go back to what you were saying earlier. You mentioned about having healthy options and providing for your family. So another thing it made me think about was, once again, fast food restaurants. I'm feeling like if you are a, whether you're from a single parent household, two parent, but let's just say you are from a single, you're a single parent and you have children. A lot of times that means you have to work. So you may not have the time to work a job or two and then also still cook. So it seems like a lot of times you got to go ahead to send them to the fast food restaurant or you go to the corner store and you get whatever fried food or something really quick. Yeah, that stuff is not really uh, good options or even good resources for uh, let alone single parents, sometimes two parent household, even you got two parents working jobs opposite of each other. And then you have the kids sometimes coming home 
by themselves and like you said they're stopping at a local corner store or a yeah. local Chinese store to grab something really quick to eat whereas though it's those resources and other options where we need to have more fresher produce or more fresher options instead of these quick cheese steaks for two dollars or mm-hmm. shrimp fried rice platters and stuff from the Chinese store as as your your quick go to meals instead of oh let me stop and get an orange on my way home or let me stop and yeah. get an apple and it's interesting because it's not like when you when we go to school or from our parents or wherever it's not like we aren't taught or don't know what's healthy but it does it makes me think about when you just said even going to meetings it's not that people it's not that everybody doesn't care about what's happening but when you it's so many other factors that go into it like we talked about working with social economic issues it's like mm-hmm. if I have to provide a lifestyle for my ch- my children or child, what am I going to pick? I need to go to work so that overall we can pay bills. So on your list to do, as long as they have something to eat, when it's healthier, that may easily go to the bottom of your list. Yes. Yeah, and and don't even get me started about the the history of black people in this country. It's like you mm-hmm. you bring a group of people over and enslave them, and you give them the scraps and the fatty food and things that are with no nutrients just for a simple means of surviving so we gotta realize that we still are eating the same way that a lot of our ancestors had to do and that hasn't changed much yeah a lot of a lot of bad habits were passed down from generation to generation a lot of bad eating habits yeah. So I should say we're passed down from generation to generation. And um that's yeah, that's another big thing in our community. A lot of um a lot of yeah, a lot of bad eating habits that were passed down and then we we kept those habits and then we also kind of like shielded those habits a lot of oh this was passed down diabetes was passed down into my uh, family generation to generation like no that was an eating habit that you picked up after generation after generation right. which wasn't which wasn't your fault and completely but now we have to make the conscious effort and the conscious decision to okay i know this stuff isn't good for me this isn't this isn't going to do my body any justice yeah. now let me try to find a way to provide my body with a better resource of nutrients and better eating options i'm so glad you said it because that's like a perfect segue into the next point and right before we start ending this episode out i am so glad that i'm seeing more people um in black culture or hip-hop culture that are doing exactly what you just said like when you know better you do better and these mm-hmm. people are making it kind of like quote unquote cool to eat healthier and i can remember who was it, it was jay-z had the i think it was jay-z and beyonce they had some sort of contest where it was plant-based eating where you had to do that and angela yee from the breakfast club she has a juice bar in brooklyn and i know mm-hmm. that the rapper styles p and jadakiss i know that they eat healthier and Styles P and his wife, they even have a line of some type of like nutritional supplements that you can add for your meals. And he is known to be a rapper, obviously, but I, I love the fact that he's making it like cool. Like, you know, it's it's cool to do good for your body. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, like I said, it's big that uh, a lot of cultural people, a lot of cultural influences and, uh, and people that we respect in the hip hop uh, uh, industry 
are making this more of, like I said, a cool thing, a thing that's, that should be normal, that we should take care of our bodies and that we should uh, know what we're putting in our bodies and what we're eating as well. It's a guy mm-hmm. by the name of uh, Official Gray that I follow on Instagram or whatever. He has a line called, called Plant Based Dripping. And okay. uh, he um, was, uh, uh, not, and I guess, I guess a big influence just to see how his journey, how he transitioned from, He's like he's a clean eater in general. He eats okay. only uh, plant plant based everything. No no milk, no dairy, or nothing like that. Right. But like it's just it's just good to see because he also he does the rap and stuff like that. But just to say say somebody with influence, somebody with a, a good backing, and they're making it making it fun and making it swag. You know what I'm saying? You got, yeah. you got hoodies, you got got the drip and everything to just show that plant based eating could be just as cool as is anything else in the world. Right. And um, I'm glad you mentioned that because now you make me think about other people like Tabitha Brown. She is always making yeah, videos yeah, about I it. I love Auntie Tab. Yes, exactly. Her. And I can remember seeing more recently, it was like an update on the singer Maya. She eats plant-based. Mm. She doesn't even, she has moved to the point where she doesn't even cook her vegetables. Everything is, she actually has a raw plant-based yes. diet. So I'm like, yes. it's nice to see more people that are doing it. And right before we um, close out, I was like doing my research. I realized that I wanted to kind of talk about the problem, but I definitely didn't want to leave the episode without solutions or things like that. And in the research, I was finding that there are people like I know I know about it from living in a temple area and working in different schools. I know they have like these urban gardens. A lot of people are doing that where Mm -hmm. They will take an abandoned lot and they get neighborhood children to help kind of tend the crops for them. And I know that I've gone before on a Saturday, not far from where I live at, when I was, um, yeah, when I was attending Temple University and I helped out. And the garden is still going and thriving. So whenever I drive by now, I can still see different neighborhood kids. And I think it's real dope because you kind of got, you got young adults that's doing the programming and... You'll see preteens and even teenage kids. So it's like you kind of looking up to these young adults and you saying that this is the way they're eating or this is the way they they teach you how to grow your own food. So I think that having more urban gardens is a good thing. And you can feel free to jump in if any time if you want to add something to Dre. Um, no, yeah, definitely. Uh, before you switch from that urban garden, mm-hmm. thing, I think gardening is a very, very important tool that anybody should learn. Just just oh, yeah, you got experience. General. Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought yes. that up. I went to- yeah, I went to an agriculture school. I went to uh, Saw High School for uh, like for my four years of high school, yeah. and I took uh, landscape construction as my major. But I also worked in a greenhouse, and I also worked on a farm at the oh, school okay. as well. And that was that was one of the most the most best experiences I could have ever gotten as a child, and then even taking it into my uh, adult years now. Just yeah. learning, knowing those tools, having a green hand, learning how, how to plant something, learning how to water it, learning how to not overwater something, give it something the right amount yeah. of sunlight, or just even going out there and working in the in 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 the uh, in the earth in general, just getting down and working with soil and stuff like that, learning how to plant your own vegetables because you never know it might be a time where you got to go out there right. and literally you got to plant your own vegetables to survive. Just learning learning how to survive off the land, I think, is very very important for everybody, especially us as Black people. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. And um and one last point is I was reading the article and it mentions 
several cities and Philadelphia was included on it. And there is an organization that's trying to get like healthy corner stores. So they thought about it. Okay. So mm. if it's a food desert and we realize that the problem is that we have these corner store convenience stores, but they mostly cater, they have snack foods. If that's already there, then why not just have more of them try to put healthy foods in there and also build or, or change some of these stores into like healthy corner stores. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't think of it. That was really smart because you already got the clientele that's coming here. Right. So it makes sense. I would love to be able to go and walk a block or two to go ahead and grab a snack for myself or my toddler when she's asking for it <laughs> rather than having to go home or drive literally to a market I should be able to run in and out of the store and be like I'm picking up an apple and I know that it's fresh and not super overpriced <laughs> alright so you gave us a bunch of good information I'm glad you gave your input what are some suggestions you have any places i know that we are based in philly so any like local suggestions where should people go to get something affordable what are you doing um supermarket wise for people to go and get some uh, affordable like good stuff to eat that's clean uh aldi and uh another store by the name of lido aldi and lido has they have great produce selection and they have affordable produce selection and they also have a great return policy so if you feel like any of the produce is bad or you feel like it's not usable after you done made it home and stuff like that they have a good return policy where they give you your money back and you can go in there and return the product for anything that you need as far as the same product and stuff like that oh wow and i shot both places for my produce because it's definitely more affordable for me and the family and i didn't even realize about that so if i ever see something all dented up or not staying fresh i'm gonna make sure i use that policy thank you definitely definitely <laughs> use that policy and and a good fast food vegan spot don't try try monster vegan downtown on spruce street okay and also a black owned spot by the name of little man's juice bar up in Mayfair section. It's a black owned vegan. They serve they serve a lot of good vegan and plant based uh -huh. foods. Check them out. Oh good. All right, cool. So we need some sponsorships. We just gave some shout outs. I'ma make no, sure, sure. <laughs> Right. I'ma make sure that um the things that you named, I'll just put it in the show notes so that people if you in Philly or you're visiting, these are some spots you could go to to get some really good food and smoothies and drinks. So I'ma make sure I do that. Yes, yes. Um, it was something that you were saying when you text me though I, I want you to make sure you say it again where you was like the, the hood need it was something you said yeah, the, the hood need clean need to eat clean too we need to uh, make yes. sure everybody in the hood make sure they get on their cleanse make sure you clean out your colas and stuff like that making <laughs> sure everybody I mean flushing all them toxins out your body you definitely need to uh, do a good clean and a good cleanse and, and restart your body a lot of a lot of y'all drink constantly eat bad food mm -hmm. i mean it's just definitely good to give your body a nice reset we all we all definitely deserve to treat our bodies good we only got one body so we should definitely treat it with the, uh, the utmost respect yes so so right so thank you again dre for joining us and remember y'all today's takeaway the hood needs clean eating too thank y'all i'll see y'all next eating. time bye yes.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Introverted Black Mom Podcast. I really enjoyed talking to Andre, and I especially like when he said, the hood needs clean eating too. I thought that was so, so right. Uh, Thank you for listening. Make sure you share with your friends and tell them to tell a friend and share with your family. Do all that stuff that helps us get more exposure to put the podcast out so we can inspire some more folks. Um, Also, make sure that you follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook right now. It's at Black Introverted Mom. Thank y'all. Bye.